Welcome to Out Loud, the queer music podcast presented by the Q LGBTQ Creative Network. Or a helping at your leisure But you're such a people pleaser So I'll take control And tell your ass to bring it Could you bring it to me Welcome to the start of season four of the Out Loud Queer Music Podcast. I'm your host, Kenny, uh, and it's been a while. It's been a while for us. We took a bit of a, uh, it's not even a break, it was a bit of a hiatus there. Um, things got busy, you know. 
Pulling a podcast together, it takes a lot of time, especially when you have artists involved. It's one thing to have the music. It's another thing to get people in a space to be able to record. So it takes a little bit of time. And also, sometimes you need a bit of a break. We've, um, you know, thought about the format of the podcast and what, you know, needs to change or what needs to kind of, you know, be added changed up a bit and you know we've got some interesting things happening we're going to still have artists we're going to still have music but probably what we're going to have more of is maybe conversation about certain topics and the how artists are seeing it from their perspective as well as you know their music of course we're going to get into all of that now today is a very special uh way to kick off season four. First of all this is Pride Month, uh, 2022 Pride Month. And what better way to do it than doing a bit of a supersized episode. And today, our supersized episode features none other than Patrick Massey, uh, who is a Canadian, and you're going to hear me talk about this, a Canadian legend uh, in terms of country music, but queer country music. Queer and country are two words that don't necessarily always go hand in hand. And anybody who's out there in the music uh, world knows what I'm talking about. There's certain things and there's certain genres that just don't lend itself easily to the LGBT community. And country music has been one of them. We're seeing a lot of changes in country music. We're, we're seeing a lot of artists now actually emerging out into the world as, you know, queer country artists. They're not necessarily coming out. They just never were in, you know, hiding themselves. So which is which is great. But for a lot of artists, they, they did have to. And Patrick's going to talk a little bit about some of that and, you know, some of the challenges that he had. But really what we're here to talk about is, you know, his experience with Pride Month and, and some of the activities that he has going on, some of the projects that he's working on and, and the music and some of the artists that he's kind of come into contact with. So it's going to be a pretty great conversation that I think that you're going to like. You're also going to hear lots of new music. Right off the top of the show, we had Jay Long. That was his brand new one. Jay Long is uh, an artist in the United States. That's his brand new one called Love Loud that we heard. And I thought that was a really great choice to be able to kick off the podcast, especially it being Pride Month. And uh, Jay is out there doing so much work. He's always bringing artists together and making sure that they get heard, making sure that there's performance uh, availability for them. So he does so much and you should check him out online. He's got a lot of great music, but he's also just got a lot of insight and a lot of artists that he, he works with. So he is a keeper, that one. He's great. Um, they're all great. They're all great. When I was thinking about the podcast and the changes, anybody who knows out loud. Also, you may know that there is the weekly radio show. The radio show is really about new releases, whereas the podcast is more about stories and, you know, experiences and really highlighting some of the artists that really don't get a chance to be heard that much. And that's kind of the the approach that I'm taking with it. I'm planning to bring artists together to talk about different topics, different um, issues that maybe that they can relate to from different perspectives. I think it gives um, a, a chance and an opportunity for artists to really talk to one another and, and talk about some of those experiences. I think there's some really interesting perspectives that are out there that never get a chance to be heard. And it may be from a place of culture. It may be from a, a lens of, you know, race or ethnicity or, you know, know experience growing up and and coming out but 
I think that we, you know, need to kind of open up the the barriers a little bit more and give people a chance to to tell their story and their experiences. And I'm more along the lines on the this ship as a passenger to help steer it. They're the they're the the engines that are gonna drive this with their with their experiences and their stories and, and what they have to say. So we're gonna get into it with Patrick Massey. But before that, I feel like we need to hear the gentleman, hear some of his music. He just recently put out a remix to his song A Little Bit Saturday Night. It's a whole lot of fun. He's a whole lot of fun. And I think that you're going to love it if you have not already heard it. And we're going to listen to it. And then we're going to jump into our conversation with Patrick Massey. Welcome to season four of the Out Loud Queer Music Podcast. Here we go. I'm a convoy. 
right, everyone, welcome back to our season four kickoff here at Out Loud, the podcast. Uh, we were away for a bit, but of course we are back. And what better way to start off um, the season is to release during Pride Month, Canadian icon, country, queer artist, Mr. Patrick Massey. Patrick, welcome to Out Loud. Thank you for having me, Kenny. This is awesome. Happy Pride. Happy Pride to you. And, you know, uh, so you've... I say icon, and I think it truly is um, a, a word to be used with you. I think sometimes people, they say that icon, to have an icon status means to have X amount of albums sold, or you everybody has to know your name, and that's not necessarily it. Icon and pioneer is what I would say, because you, as far as, and you can correct me if I am wrong, but I'm fairly certain you are one of the very first, if not the first men in country music in Canada to be an out queer man in country music is that not yeah, correct uh, yeah pretty from to the best of my knowledge I know there was some people that came before me but they never publicly did come out um it um yeah back in about 2002 it was um a time and uh you know I had a record in 1998 and I I don't even understand I came out when I was 19 so I don't know what you know what I mean people the publicly like we have to keep coming out but uh, so I always thought that was kind of funny but um yeah so I had a record back then that did quite well and then um I got offered a big deal and 2002 in Nashville, Tennessee. And, you know, I, I'd already done two records in Nashville at that point. And um, I, there was a, they wanted me to stay in the closet and I walked away. I said, no, I'm not doing that. And it was a big, I was just how I was raised and, um, you know, to live your virtue and your truth. And um, I didn't really realize what I was doing, but yeah, there was nobody. Then um, shortly, you know, I think and then probably would have been Drake Jensen about five or six years. I can't remember exactly after that. Um, but no, there really wasn't. There was Katie Lang. When I, in 1992, yeah. that was the only, um, but I can't think of anybody in Canada. I don't even know. Um, I know there was the lavender country in the States and stuff and that, but he wasn't really mainstream country. Um, like, yeah, I was in top 40 country, right? I was in, you know, and I never stopped. I never left. I still haven't. I still have current music. out. I never left the genre. Um, the, the genre left me. <laughs> I would like to say <laughs> but I never stopped making country music because it was my passion. I just love it. But yeah, it's uh, an icon. I've never, wow, that's pretty. Well, it's, cool. it's, Whoa. and I, I say that because I think that for a lot of young people, I mean, so 2002, that's 20 years ago, which mm -hmm. is kind of crazy when I say it out loud, but at the um, same time, it feels as though, you know, we always talk about how things have changed and things have moved along mm -hmm. and progressed and whatnot. But when you really actually look at the timeline, um, it hasn't been that much in in, in no. over the length of time so there's a lot still a lot of young people today who you know look at that and they say wow that's that's crazy that there's someone i, I always equate it to football when people yeah. will say a football player or a hockey player which has always been so you know heterosexually male um that when they hear about somebody coming out it's kind of like shock and awe yeah. country music has been a little bit like that where it's like it's really been like that i mean it's still i mean i'm still not really accepted uh, honestly I, I still i mean i won't say what but even after last night you know you think you can go back and help organizations and they still truly don't think that you're worthy of equality and and so you know and i always say this specifically gay men in music it's a difficult thing and you think there's all resources in canada and we're very fortunate to have these granting systems and things i've i've fought for a lot of them for the lgbt community 
and you know and you know and all the other acronyms there's too many to mention but that's all i could say if i mentioned and i don't and i don't know all of them either. i mean i'm learning them but it's difficult to be part of a community that there's so many different um people involved in one community and we embrace each other but we don't always understand each other but then try and tackle that outside of the community <laughs> it's a whole other story but i mean you're right it, it has changed but then it hasn't because you know, look at what's going on in our current world right now. And I say to people, you have to remain vigilant all the time because when you when you stop, that's when, you know, if they take one person's rights away, they come after everybody's and you have to remain vigilant. And, um, but it's nice, it is nice to see, you know, like look at the the um, Britney Spencers now and Mickey Guyton and um, Tony Evans Jr. And the, so some people of color, because I mean, really when I, if you weren't white and straight, you weren't allowed in country music. That's let's be frank. I mean, it's kind of what it was for, and it, you know, and um, I think the fans now I know they are changing and they, the fans are going to be what change it. Right. It, it's, it's, it's all, it's all about kind of like making sure everything stays the status quo and, and what people are comfortable with, right. The moment that it people are, are made to feel any kind of discomfort, then, it's got a, it's got a, how we feel, right? <laughs> right. Think about, that's what I would say on this, the committee I sat on, on Summer Association of Canada, the Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, Anti-Racism Committee. If you're uncomfortable, how the hell do you think we feel? Like we live this every day. Every day I get up fighting the same fight to be seen and accepted as a gay man in country music. Every day is the same. I'm not. So you, or I say to somebody yesterday, I said, think about if you woke up tomorrow and 90% of the world was gay, what would you do? How would you, where were your allies be? How, where, who would you know to trust? How would you, what would you do? Yeah. That's what we live. And I said, I don't, and she's like, wow, I never thought of it like that way. I said, no disrespect, but you've never had to. Well, so exactly. think about it that way. And that's really what, when you kind of put it that way to people, they're like, huh, I never thought about it like that. Speaking of the Songwriters Association of Canada, we are in Pride Month. Uh, you have some stuff going on. And one of the things that you have going on specifically coming up very, very, very soon is um, Songbird North, the Pride edition, which is in association with the Songwriters Association of Canada. And I believe it's the first Pride ever. Yes, ever with it's um uh, something i've been working towards for many years um i was originally trying to get into it started as bluebird north in 1993 and um, the longest serving then changed to songbird north a couple of years after that because if, if um if people aren't aware of the bluebird cafe in nashville which i don't know how you couldn't be but it's a a legendary and it's a storytelling songwriting and um in my early career i was trying to get into this group and it was i just couldn't get in and i you know like and then when i after i came out it was like there's no way in heck they were let me in so i i always believe in and, you know, this, the story starts with the song and the artist, right? And, and that's, I'm a storyteller songwriter. So I, um, I started when I was 14, writing a song and sent it to MCA Records. You know, I was a little mo then, like with Kathy Gibbings, I'll never forget her, the assistant and our director, she started corresponding with me out of 70,000 submissions. That's how I got started, all with a song. So the song was always my um, savior. And I'll also say one thing, it's kind of a little, maybe a little bit catty, but it's a really good comeback too, you know? Taylor Swift, like she's so clever at it. Like it's like my man, you know, you're like, I wonder who that was about. You know, you're like, hmm. It's all <laughs> but, that heartbreak. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, and just, you know, but then, so then I kept pushing and I met, um, 
actually Zoe Cunningham through my manager when the Junos were in Vancouver, I think about five years ago or so. And she sat in my living room and listened to my story and she was horrified about how I was treated. And she said, we don't have a ton of money, but the Songwriters Association of Canada will have your back from this moment moving forward. And we started the process. She was very forward thinking and saw what was the changes that were going to have to be done with the systemic oppression of anybody. Right. And um, so I started helping them out and I kept, I was going to do a, actually um, uh, an event in Vancouver and Vancouver has the longest serving songbird North. Um, I was going to do um, one during um, pride and then the pandemic hit, it, it kind of got sidelined, but then we, we got on this committee and we started and then we, this is the first year that it is. And then I was asked um, um, by the um, president to produce and host it. And it is the first ever songbird North that is pride and it's, all the roster is all part of the spectrum on our, of our community. So there's, it's going to be very, very exciting. I'm, I can't believe, I'm still kind of like, is it, it's happening really? Like, it's a pretty, it's a pretty uh, fantastic. Pretty monumental. Yeah. With yourself, yeah. Um, you've got Dixon um, and who I'm, I'm very familiar with. And Dixon and I have, have done yeah. some things together. Um, yeah. Sandy Duperval, who's an incredible, incredible. Oh, so inspiring. I mean, I'm so humbled. And Lucas and it's uh, Lucas Silvieri. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. And, you know, it was it was it, I'm just really happy. We actually ended up then to with unit um, to a community space, which is through. Um, thank you, uh, Rose, part of LOL, the electronic. Um, they're part of our community as well. She started the this with her partner and a couple other people, this space in Toronto, the um, the unit to community space um, that to with trans youth and others to and training them to be sound techs and all this. So they're actually the full production team, too, is full um, is part of our community. The whole sh entire show is. And then the Marriott too has been fantastic. I do a lot of work with them. And they, I said to them, listen, I don't have this budget. And they worked within. They were so accommodating. I mean, it's the host hotel for Toronto Pride where it's at, at the 475 Young Street. I think there's still tickets available. There's only 120 tickets, so there's not a lot of tickets. But they worked with us too. And they're, they, they saw, I, they saw, I said, you don't realize how monumental this is. This is the first time this has ever happened. It's, you know, it is and, it's historic for the organization completely. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy that, you know, it took a long time, but, you know, things, nothing worth having comes easy. Right. And it's um, if you really believe in something, you know, people always tell me you can't do that. I'm like, well, you just watch me. I've always said, like, I, I ain't going to be stopped. I mean, and, and what is it? 1998, my first record. Do you think I'm going away? No. <laughs> That's <laughs> I mean, and, and that's the, the, the name of the game in terms of music, right? I mean, it's, it is, it's the long game most mm -hmm. artists are playing for and they're playing. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily the short game because, you know, uh, you, you've crafted a career that, you know, even the last 20 years um, that has seen lots of ebbs and flows. But to be now, like 20 years later, really, mm -hmm. um, being part of this, that shows you know, when, whether you call it tenacity, whether you call it, um, you know, just being stubborn or just, you know, yeah. let me the hell in, <laughs> you know, it shows yeah. that things can change and so much good can come of it. Yeah, it's just fantastic. I'm really excited. And I'm it's June 23rd in Toronto, and it's an officially affiliated Toronto Pride event. And it's going to be a fun night of um, stories and songs and um, a safe space for everybody. So and now that you the um, the, the SoCal Foundation and um, Ontario Creates are our partners with that along with presented by the Songwriters Association of Canada. So 
I'm very, very excited about it. So I wish I was going to be able to be there. Um, being down in the East Coast, uh, at some point in time, I am going to have to kind of just get out and get to some places. But yeah, we're just going right, to have to do one there. I know. Right now, I live we'll vicariously do. through audio and video uh, feeds. So <laughs> I think it's a great time to take a break and hear a few of those artists that you are going to be playing with uh, and then come back and riff a little bit more on this. Sounds good. This is Suit Up Soldier, tongue-tied, twisted, on Out Loud. I'm in a memory, I think I hear the trumpets play. You're looking fancy, my first dance, your first kiss, my lucky day. Is it me or did that swine just fly right by? But I'm in a memory, so not everything. Everybody watching as I move like Jackson Just you and me, suddenly I'm to left field rescue I would say you've got me tangled up in that Untied and twisted, I can't talk Feeling sick, how could I let my ego get so big? Just a memory, blind as a bat, says Jane. Hindsight is twenties. Doctor gave me bed rest for days. Anytime I need you by my side, now that's just a wishful eye. But I'm in a memory, so can't count the times that I tried to impress your mother, glare at your father.
Okay, let me roll it back so I can please remind you Of everything you're missing, yeah, get better times too Cause I've been on a mission that I couldn't let up Got my pedal to the metal, we don't burn out the clutch mm, Nah, okay, so let me keep it moving Step by step, I'm aiming up cause that's just what I'm choosing Riding on my coattails, I was tired of that And I was sick of being patient, now I gotta bounce back Been watching you clearly clock in my many movements See me stunting, looks like it's nothing since you're still a student If I'm lying, here comes the lightning and the bolts to prove it While you smiling, already plotting, but you're too imprudent Oh, dang, you really fumbled a good one Can't say I'm surprised, can't even act like I'm shook, son Really pushed it to the limit My time is truly a gift Above the birthdays, Christmas Time to make your last wish In other eyes, I am the number one prize Attention, yeah, by the boatload Even got my own aisle, you lost it Collect your bags, cause your time is run out The resurrection of love, yeah, it's about to start now huh. Bring them back to life for a second Pay enough attention, get the message yeah, I talk my shit, not really flexing. The ledger rise again, that resurrection. Bring it back to life for a second. Pay enough attention, get the message. Yeah, I talk my shit, not really flexing. The ledger rise again, that resurrection. Okay, if you're feeling my dilemma Coast to coast around the world, nobody do it better Might exaggerate a bit and that's just part of the show Take a glimpse in my bag, not my full arsenal I mean, if I'm speaking from the heart Then I'ma get established, build it up and play smart Driving the wave is getting rough again Even the calmest waters can't even compare to the loveliest of oceans There I go talking while the people stay applauding Checking my credentials, ooh, I guess you should have audit I'm fluent in speaking facts, I'm a real polyglot while you duck and dodge the source, I'm the one being sought out. The only way I'm trying to go is up. So raise the glass to the air and accounted for a little slump and looking at life through a brand new lens. And with that 2020 vision, I'ma set all the trends. Huh? All right, we are back here at Out Loud and still talking with Mr. Patrick Massey, Canadian queer country music, I say icon, as I said at the beginning of it. And we were just talking about your upcoming Pride show with in association with the Songwriters Association of Canada and it's Songbird North, the Pride edition. But you have some more Pride uh, shows kind of happening, don't you? I've, oh, I'm working on a, a series with Curbside Concerts Canada, so I'm uh, I'm not doing as much performing this year um, as um, in past years. Um, I've kind of been kind of shifting over to the other side of the industry, you know, on more of the consulting and that type of thing. But I just started um, this project with them. They, I don't know if you know Curbside Concerts Canada, but they um, they actually just won um, a Canadian Music Week. It's a company out of Calgary that started. Um, uh, and they basically started in the early pandemic. So his uh, Amanda and Matt, and they, they're a married couple. And they have, they basically started with power, battery powered um, speakers. And, you know, because there were so many issues right during the pandemic with you couldn't be around people. They have managed in the last two years to pay artists directly $300,000 doing this. Now Cadillac Fairview has gotten involved. So that's where I'm doing with Vancouver Pride out here is I'm booking up to 20 artists at Richmond and Bank and Pacific Center. And they're going to have a whole pop-up series and they're paying the artists really, really like $675 for these sets. And it's really exciting because, because I find in our community, a representation of live performers is a big issue. We're not represented. Like there's lots of room for drag and lots of room for DJs and other things, but musicians and live performers, they find it very, I know I have, I know I've talked to a lot, I've spoke to lots of them. There's not a lot of opportunities and there has to be more. So this is kind of the opportunity for me 
to help create more opportunities for for artists, other artists, and and myself. You know, it's a because it's a challenge in our community. I, I'm sure you're aware of it too, Kenny. I mean, it's like you know, I love I learned how to work a mic from drag queens, and I value like the, the legendary queens that I look at Joan E. and Willie Taylor from back from where Vancouver, where I was born, and raised, and Justine Time and Carlotta Girl and you know, it's, um, I knew how to work a mic. So when someone heckled me, I knew what to do <laughs> from a drag queen. And I tell you, they never did it again. Good mentors but, uh, for that. But, uh, yeah. And then, so that, that, that's one of the other things I'm doing is I'm doing a thing on um, July 24th. It's just going to be announced this week for the, a loving spoonful is a, I try to do, I couldn't do one every year now because of the pandemic, but I really focus still on AIDS related charities a lot because a lot of the funding has been cut and there's still very much a need for um, like when I worked with AIDS Vancouver, like 7,000 people a year rely on the services. There's a grocery store twice a week there. People that need these resources need them still. And people don't in our part of the world because you know, the AIDS pandemic, it still is a pandemic in a lot of aspects of the world, don't see it the same way because it, it's not what it once was, right? But these organizations like Loving Spoonful need help. So we're doing, um, I'm doing a variety show at the Hollywood Theater here in Vancouver. And then, so it's going to be a combination. I kind of did it more like, you know, the old school Ed Sullivan show, like a variety show. So there's comedy, there's music, there's somebody doing 50s and 60s, 70s music. And then Kendall Gender is going to be on the bill and then Carlotta Girl. So, because I really believe we always have to include everybody. And it's um, similar to my story. Um, you see, I see the opportunities happening for a lot of people based on maybe the backs of Drake or Katie or myself or, you know, and um, you often don't get asked. And I think we, so I always try to include somebody who you say icon status, like, and I would consider Carlotta Girl in that drag category, because you got to appreciate those queens opened the doors for the ones who run all the Rue stuff and drag race, but they're not getting the calls now, right? So it's a difficult the pioneers mm -hmm. and and the you know those who came first um have always been held a, a certain place but I, I see exactly what you're saying and mm -hmm. you mentioned two things you know one being the word representation the other one being canada music week um mm -hmm. and we do have uh, this and i i'm seeing this and i guess i have a very different perspective and a very different kind of vantage point because i'm not a performer and i'm mm -hmm. but i'm talking to musicians who you know who struggle to find opportunities outside of pride um mm -hmm. and they don't necessarily and they struggle to find them in pride as well because that but that's a whole other kettle of fish um yeah. but outside of pride um they do struggle to find those opportunities and it's like you know one month one week in, or two weeks yeah. in, a, in a city or something like that isn't enough. Um, no. They need to be accepted across the board. But that representation and the intersectionality of representation is is really something that we don't necessarily consider a lot because, mm -hmm. you know, you can be a country queer person of color from a rural area like there's so mm -hmm. many different layers that's going uh, on there that make mm -hmm. it harder and harder for performer to oh, actually be be picked up and, well, and just get up well, that's why we have to be allies to each other that's why like i've been i've reached out to you know a lot of um the when i saw i when when i saw britney spencer in the state like and i saw heard the i'm a survivor and i was like 
looked up and I was on Twitter and I'm like, who is that? Like, they don't, never mind. And she's, a, and she'll tell you, she's a bigger black woman, right? And she's very proud of it, as she should be. But I said, ooh, they don't let that, they don't let you in country. Who is that? And I was, I was enamored with her. I couldn't stop listening to her. Like, and I just, I, I never direct message anybody. I'd send her a message. Say, wow, you're missing. And some of the others said, you know, some of the things you did opened the doors for us in Nashville. I was like, what? I didn't even, so I said, we need to all band together. And so what I, that's kind of what, with the curbside thing, what I want to do is, because you're right, Kenny, there isn't opportunities all year for people in our community, but I would like to see our allies and, you know, and some of the other marginalized underrepresented groups, let's all get together and let's put on a, a, a rolling tour together, because that's one aspect, as much as hard in our community, I find I just got off the phone with Victoria Pride and they're, what they're doing over there is for their grassroots. They're going back to basics. And I love to hear that because it's like we, I find, I don't know how you feel, but I find we don't often remember our allies. And I would not be here if I didn't have allies outside of my community, you know, and the people that took a chance on me. So we still have the challenge, but we don't often, sometimes if we're not allies with each other in our own community and we have to get to the place where we're, we're better together, right? And after this pandemic, we've been so apart. We, the, we need to get back together more than ever. And I, I think find on the, the ally side of things, something mm-hmm. that I notice is with, within it is because it's an industry because, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about, I talk about community so much. And I think about from, yeah. from the community aspect of, of youth and those who are not necessarily in areas that are so welcoming and, you know, needing yeah. to have that, that feeling, but from a, from an industry aspect, what we tend to see, what I tend to see happening and wanting specific allies because mm. they elevate you maybe and uh. almost trying to force an allyship onto a company or onto an organization or wanting really badly for that. Called performative. <laughs> yeah. Um, rather than looking to, they may be smaller, they may not be as, um, you know, lucrative in terms of what they can offer or whatnot, mm-hmm. but looking to the people who actually do want to be allies and really right. championing that. Um, but I think that there is almost uh, like that pot of gold that sat in front of you. It's so shiny. It's so bright. You want to go for it, but yeah. you know, but, but you have to go to those communities too, Kenny, right. And ask them, like I go to the first nations community and I ask them, how can I help? How can I understand? How can I be a better ally? Like, I think that's where we need to get to, to understand. And you're right. It is not always the shiniest thing. It's like, but we need, you have to understand a community before you know how to help them. And we, sometimes when people say they're allies or want, you don't tell people how, to, what they need or how you're going to be an ally. You sit and you listen. And it's a time for a lot of communities, but we need to sit and listen now and figure out how we need to help these people. Your next best question comes from what the person just last said, right? So if you're not actually listening, how do you know how to help somebody? Or how do you know what question to ask? And when that 19-year-old boy from Pennsylvania, I shouldn't call him a boy, young man, three years after I came out, when I got that email from him, it changed my, I didn't really think about what I was doing when I did what I did, because I was 24 years old. I didn't think about it. And being gay in Vancouver, even in the late 90s, early 2000s, it wasn't a big deal, right? It was, we were so 
ahead of a lot of other places. But when he said, you know, you maybe you don't think so, but for kids, I, there was a, a blog, Gay Buzzer, it was a blog in the States and they did a feature on me and it went out across America. And this kid emailed me and he said, I just heard about you today. And he said, I, I just want to let you know, for people like me, you're my voice and what you spoke to, Kenny, he was in a smaller community and he said, you, I had a gun in my mouth and you gave me the courage to come out and you saved my life. And I was like, wow. And then I started getting inundated by these. I mean, it wasn't only young. It's not only young people, right? It's people. But that's why I always, the year before the pandemic, I focused on small prides because that's all some of those small communities have all year. I say that all the time that, you know, somebody somewhere in a, a very small community, or it doesn't even have to be a small community. They just mm -hmm. may not have a support system around them. They may be interested in music. Maybe it's not about music. It may just be anything you yeah. know that things are happening and they need to be able to make a connection. I, I obviously believe it's in like, Can I say one more thing? It's like the Outlook, Outlook TV, right? That was originally on in the, in the 2000s and, and, 90, and then it went off the air. But that, I was in Vancouver and that TV show, I remember like it was on Rogers TV, you know, and it was like a community television and I would see, and it was the first time I saw gay people, right? And I was like, I remember hearing my dad's, oh, I'm going to change the channel. Oh my God. You know, I was like, kid. And then I, it relaunched and I'm now, now I report on it. It's like, but I, so many people reached out to me and that's a program like what you're doing. It reaches not only in small communities, there's people isolated in Vancouver, in Toronto, in wherever their situation is, you know, and um, those kinds of things and things you're doing, they're needed and they're, you know, they're necessary because people think that everything's okay. Well, it's not people. It's not, and you don't know everybody's situation and you don't and especially within our community there's people that can't identify that are part of our community because the consequence is death if they're That's the country they're from finds out their family like so you know these there's a lot of work that needs to be done and you know sometimes it's why I was telling you about my the show that and maybe we'll end up on here we don't know yet the in conversations with door openers because like I feel they're the unsung heroes of the world they really are and their stories are often never told we're now at a point where, and this is, you know, when I started Q Reviews and now here I am with Curated and with this Out Loud podcast and the radio show and stuff. When I first started, it was because I really wanted to see why I wasn't seeing any artists. Right. Over the course of four years, I'm seeing more and more and more and more. Mm -hmm. They are now feeling, we, we're seeing that a lot more artists are feeling that they can come out and they don't have to come out. They're just entered into music as themselves which mm -hmm. is really great to see i mean it it comes with its own challenges for sure but from right. your perspective as an artist kind of watching this kind of happen i guess my my curiosity is you know where do you see things living right now you know the the temperature of things not just for genre but just mm -hmm. in general for music you know, I think it's, I think, I think what people have realized through this pandemic, and I, I hope they have, is how integral music is in our every second, every minute, every breath of our life, we, you know, we rely on it and, um, and creators. And, you know, if we don't have that, I think that people realize, I go back to, I keep going back to Britney Spencer, because I've talked to her about her and talked so much since I've gotten her, but I said, do you really think it's changing this time? Like I'm talking specifically country, but for this part of it, but um, she said, they've realized, Patrick, they don't let you or let me in. They're done, the people, and they have to. 
I think there's people like me and other people like you and people that are helping move things along. And that's kind of where I'm transitioning into is more that side of just making sure that everybody's seen and heard and fairly and equally. And it's not only about me and stuff for me. Now it's more about me representation for other people and calling these festivals. And, you know, and you know that in my entire career, I've never, ever been asked to do one major country music festival in over 20 years, not one. In order for things to be better and other people to have a chance to move the needle further, um, some of us have to, you know, fight harder or have to, you know, we, we have to kind of, you know, grab the shovel and get rid of some of the dirt that's in the way in order mm. for somebody else to have a little yeah. bit of a more of a cleaner path. I live my life every day. What, how do I want my footprints to be? How do I want to be remembered? I want to be remembered that brought people together, included people, you know, like Mickey Guyton said, like was why being remembered as a door opener. That is the most beautiful thing. And what she's done and what she is doing, you know, and she's one of the first people that I've heard other than Brittany. And so it's not only ours, it's the LGBT. She's mentioning the first, and she's, of course, it's a female black country artist, right? Right. <laughs> because she understands it. And that's why I connect with so many um, of those types of artists. And I've always connected with women. And why I, if you go over to my TikTok, you'll see my whole thing over there that I've done about, you know, you because you know how women were kind of booted off country radio. And I have a big time with problem with that. And I started, I was on TikTok and I, as you probably know, it's such a, it's a very younger demographic and I didn't know how to connect. And I, it's ironic. I looked to Reba because what Reba's doing, like Reba is still one of the number one people on TikTok because she hired all younger people to tell her what to do and we can learn. So I did this lip sync challenge and I challenged all my male counterparts to lip sync with the hashtag i don't know if it was sarah evans or somebody started it hashtag play more women on country radio and i lip sync to all these about 100 country female country recording artists and not one guy has done it yet not one i'm shocked but i love doing them i'm starting to think maybe if i do drag then i'll get booked <laughs> so maybe i will <laughs> i know the word too. <laughs> on that note we are going to take a short break and we're going to come back with a little bit more with mr patrick massey but we need to listen some more of those artists so stick around we'll be right back this is wild aura harmony yeah i know times are getting hard but don't go get yourself the best. 
Cause we're in perfect harmony Don't tell me how to feel It's my trauma and pain to heal Be there for me timelessly In the good and bad insanity I won't let my heart grow cold Reaching out
welcome back again, everyone. We are still chatting with Mr. Patrick Massey, Canadian country pioneer, queer country pioneer, and just country pioneer, to be honest, because, I mean, we don't really have to label it down there, but he's he's been making some moves over the last few years, over the past 20 years. Um, one of the things that you've been making moves on are just projects, um, projects that are per, you know close to your heart that are important to you and that um, will change things for people. And you have a mentorship pro, uh, project that you've been working on that you, I, I don't know if it has launched or you're getting ready to launch. Tell it us keeps a little changing. bit about that. It keeps getting, you know what? I know that feeling. Um, but tell us a little bit about that, what it's well, going to be, I, what you're looking at. and mm -hmm. It's kind of changing by the minute because we, um, we, I, um, I, well, I basically, it kind of all started when I, when I, you know, when I kind of got pushed out of the industry, I started Patrick Massey Music Services, a full, my own company to, because I had to do everything and I learned how to do a lot of things. But I believe we can't do everything because we don't know how. So then I started the label too in 2009, Y75 Records. And it was the same analogy. I thought it would only be for me, but that expanded into any marginalized underrepresented. And then I was, I was over the course of the pandemic when I was sick with COVID and I'm still 15 months later dealing with long COVID. And I, I had a lot of time to think and I, I almost didn't make it on, in early February, 2021. And it was a, a night life-changing moment to my life and I thought I'm not going to wait around anymore I'm going to do what I want and I'm going to so then I met my former neighbor that I grew up with Sarah Penway Smith and she hates her name saying that's why I'm saying it but she said what's going on and I said she said I don't know what to do Sarah I don't know how to I because I'm good at certain things Kenny but I'm not good at the websites and all that you know I don't know how to build all and I don't have any interest in doing it quite frankly I mean it's not my talent so she took over and I said I want to do this project this mentorship project because I I've had the opportunity of, and they've been few and far between in my career, I'll tell you, um, people who were treated me with dignity and respect and helped me. And so I thought I want to go to the people that I know in this industry who I knew were inclusive and put this project together to help any underrepresented or marginalized artists. And I started specifically with the 2S LGBT AI plus Q community and so many, I always get it out. Sorry if the letters are wrong, they're all, you know, but um and I just, I went to um, people that I knew that helped me, like C people at CTV. CTV never turned their back on me and they kept, I'm still a regular. So I asked people there. I asked like my publicist and his husband in Vegas, Michael Caprio, Randy Slovak and, and Drake Jensen and like Drake's doing a similar thing, but just put this program and a big piece for his mental health because it's tough enough in this business, you know, to try and make it. And I appreciate it. when we put ourselves out there, we do put ourselves on a self-made pedestal in the beginning. And we do. But then we're in an industry where we were told to pretend we're fine all the time when we weren't. And you in a lot of times get brutalized by the public. You do. And you were told, put on a brave face, do this. But that didn't work. And it doesn't work. You know, we should have talked about how we were feeling. So I put this program together with all the different aspects and people and with help to make sure that people have all the skills and the stage and the tenacity and to be ready for this industry when they launch and get, and because it isn't a fair and equal playing field. There's so many issues in our industry. And I thought, Hey, I'm going to base this. It's a, it's, I'm going way out of there on talent. <laughs> Surely you jest. <laughs> On and that's talent. what it is, you know, and if it's not the right thing for you, find what's right for you, you know, but encourage people to 
you know, to put them down the road that's going to lead them to success, you know, and success is all kinds of, there's, it varies, right? There's no blueprint to get to where you want to be. If you look, take five artists, they've all done it five different ways. And when someone tells you do it this way, do it this way, you know, have they done it first off? And, you know, is it what's, is it you? Can you actually morally, ethically, you know, does it align with your values? I think that what you're saying about success too is is very true. And I think that a program like this will help. Let's be honest, the world tells you that success looks like a very specific picture yeah. um, because they want you to believe in that because that will drives the industry. But if you have somebody that takes you under the wing and kind of gives them the the other side of the picture of what mm -hmm. success can look like, ultimately it comes back to them to allow themselves yeah. to see success differently, but understand well, that yeah. it can be okay to not reach a certain level and still be successful yeah. so long as they're okay with it. You know what I mean? It's, and I you still think people are giving permission. People. Yeah, you can also now I the gift I see I have is I can live through other people and these uh, people coming up or or even even people that are, you know, that are that are not coming up that have been there who never got the opportunity that they should have gotten. I know how that feels. And I know that, you know, when you have an opportunity to do to help people, I think you have to take it. And it's just, I look at my mom, my mom, that's how my mom is, you know, but you also have to take care of yourself and you have to be well first mentally physically and everything and that's a big 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 component of if you're considering anything in this business make sure your mind and your everything is in check because it's a tough industry and um, especially if you're marginalized or underrepresented because you're going to get the door slammed in your face more than the other person you have as we've talked about the upcoming mm -hmm. show with um with songbird north pride edition yeah. but what 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 else is in your listen you have so much going on i can't yeah. imagine that there is more but i know that there is um so what what's what's coming down the pike from mr patrick massey well i'm i'm working on this project that um i'm i i love the um the, like the 70s 80s 90s and in 2000s i i love like anthems you remember when they you know and we can you know yeah like all these so i i started this sort of was going to do a duet album um, and, and partner up with um, a bunch of different people. And um, I've done a, a series of covers over the course of my career that I've never re released. I, the first one I did was Straight From the Heart by Brian Adams. And it's, so I did that quite a few years ago and it never was released. And then I, I did on uh, my project when I did the little bit of Saturday and the Let's Ride, I did a cover of um, Madonna, Crazy For You. I did it kind of bluegrassy and it's came out really well. And then I just did uh, the Air Supply, Lost In Love. So I'm putting together this project and then it's kind of morphed into this thing called Wow Now that I'm going to be doing called West on West, it's called. And it's going to be a full covers so I'm going to be doing working on that, but I'm also going to release a lot of that stuff under the Patrick Massey. So probably the next few singles you hear, they're going to be all redone remakes and covers. And, uh, and um, I'm really excited about it because I, I, I think it's the utmost respect for somebody to record your, even as a songwriter, you know, to Listen, someone for, to want to take your art. in love. That is, oh, wait, listen. Sure. Air supply, you are taking, you're going to be taking some people some places with, you know, they're still out there and people yep. don't realize these artists, they're still out there, people, they're, a lot of them, they're still touring, they're out at the casinos and they're, they're still, you, it's a labor of love, people, you don't, you can't stop doing it, you can't, it's like, concept it's like of 
the legacy artist is something that's so huge now, which is which is really great to see because I think it does it gives a lot of us who never had a chance to see those artists when mm-hmm. we were younger a chance to actually and now with such huge catalogs. But I've got I'm gonna put you on the spot real quick. Oh, um, so it doesn't have to be country, but who is somebody who's a young artist and a new artist that's out there that's caught your ear? You think about that for a second, but what I will say is even if I look at country music and I think about in Canada, um, who's kind of come along and, and we, you know, new, newer artists like Dorje, the, the singing shaman mm-hmm. and oh, Dorje, well, Dorje would be a good example. I mean, I, I love Dorje. I mean, and, and I love what she stands for and she took a stand and she really did take a stand um, when, you know, the CCMAs didn't you know, include Drake or Katie or myself. And she, and she walked away from that too, because it was performative. And I I really respect her for that. Like she's, she is very valued based artist. And um, I have a lot of respect in her. If you don't have that record, people go get that record. It is fantastic. Incredible artist. She's also a shaman too. Like she does have, you know, like it's, she's amazing. Um, There's, there's so, there's a few others. I'm then if you go all, and I'm sticking with country for a second, if you go all the way mm. to the other spectrum, like the other the length, length, end of the, the line. Robert you, Adam would be one. Robert Adam. That? Robert Adam. He would be oh, one. Oh, from Calgary. He is fantastic. I would say him. There's Mariah Stokes is another one. Mariah you know? Stokes, phenomenal. She, and then you have, like, what I was going to say was the other end of it is uh, someone like Orville Peck. Who oh, is, yeah. You He's know, been, just. Yeah. Like, um, and I love his version, yeah. I was born this way. Yeah, it's it's like it's such an old. I was trying to think. Yeah, I was listening to his stuff the other day. I think you are doing the good work. I think that if if anything, I think it's a a great way to show others that the good work takes you places because I think Mm -hmm. it's taking you places. I've seen the world, you know, and been treated very well by you know, even if it's been a few people. I've been treat. I've had opportunities, and and if you there's not opportunities create them like I've done things I was thinking of my I'm writing a book right now I started back when I got sick and uh living through light it's called and it's a sort of a memoir and starting with getting COVID going back and I started remembering remembering all the things good and bad in my career but um like I've done things like international fashion week with um in a tuxedo singing my second single crazy in the heart with interpret Asian dancers behind me like people are like <laughs> wait, wait. but be who you are and live out loud I say People don't always, it's one to leave it on this, I guess. I was taught Ken Craig and he managed ZZ Top and um, Clint Black and Trish Yearwood's one of the first managers I met. And he said, honesty is your best and worst quality. People may not always like you, but they'll always trust you. Not, not bad, not bad uh, advice, not bad words. Patrick, I want to thank you for taking so much time. Listen, you're, as I said at the beginning, you're an icon, you're a pioneer, you're someone who's been around, who's seen so many things, and you keep giving back to the community, you keep um, encouraging young artists and and to get involved, to do what, you know, they, they need to do and be who they are. You're, you're someone who, who I think that um, whether or not it's, it's uh, chiseled in stone right now, eventually will be go down in the, the history books of, so. of music in this country. And I think that it's, oh, I am in the archives in the libraries of Canada. <laughs> well, there, see, it's a starting point. Thank you so much for joining Thank me. You. Thank you for what you're doing, Kenny. It doesn't go unnoticed and it's very much appreciated. So 
Thank you. I'm excited for the upcoming show. I'm excited to see everything that's going to happen. I'm excited to, if you ever do uh, get out this Lost in Love oh, um, cover. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, be- coming, it's coming. I'm planning on coming out to the East Coast, so I'll let you know about that. I'm, I want to get, I've never actually been there, honestly. And they've always been so supportive of me. Like I had all over the East Coast, there was always, it was always right away. It was right, They actually were the first to really get onto my music when I was in 98. So like, we do some Fred's things out here. We're, 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 we're some yeah, smart cookies. I got cookies. to add two on the island there. So I, gotta, <laughs> I was joking about that. And Green Gables, not, not where you are, but my friend used to run the hotel next to it. And it was like this big joke. And so I'm always saying, they're like, nobody says that anymore. I said, well, I do. <laughs> <laughs> all right well we are going to play a few more tracks um of of music and i want to again thank you for joining me and i can't wait to see what comes next yeah me either <laughs> thank you patrick thank you, thank you kenny Yesterday's gone, ain't no looking back Gonna take off for the summer Have my radio on, drive all day long Sit back in my brand new Hummer Blue skies along the way I wanna cruise on the highway You and I need to relax and unwind Cause we all need a little break California cold, L.A. We can cross the line all the way to Mexico Gonna pack my bags, let's hit the road Don't know where we're going, but it's time, let's go I got 20 in my pocket, full tank of gas Leaving it behind, not looking back Let's ride, ride, time to say goodbye Let's ride, ride, time to say goodbye
Angel giant swaying above me This verdant world set me free mm, I made for the trees Fell down to my knees When I realized what I could see mm, This is the song I'll write for My whole life The sound of bees in flight It's a horrible sound Silence so loud, how can this be?
right, welcome back, friends. I do want to thank Mr. Patrick Massey for joining me this episode and talking about so much stuff. There is so much content that you didn't get to hear because I do have to whittle this down, but we talked for a long time, and that's going to become a bonus episode uh, in the near future so that you can hear the entirety of the conversation. Uh, But for this point, uh, I I wanted to make sure that you didn't have a three-hour episode to listen to for the very first one. That would be really supersizing it. Uh, After that, you also got a chance to hear uh, Patrick's uh, single, Let's Ride, as well as his fellow BC artist and legend in Canadian music, Kelly Fleming, and her latest uh, Vanishing of the Bees, the Atlastic Earth remix. And if you're not familiar with who Kelly is, you really need to become uh, associated with her, her music, and her efforts. She's an activist. She's a conservationist. She's, you know, looking out for the environment, and she's always using her music to spread great messages. She's one of the, the loveliest people that you're ever going to meet. So dig into some Kelly Fleming. So uh, we have more coming up in the next uh, little bit for this podcast. There's going to be lots of different things, lots of different artists. We're going to try things up. I'm making up the rules as I go in a way. When you're on radio, it's, you know, you, you have a certain amount of time because it's slotted in. But when you're on the podcast, you can you have a little bit more room and freedom to, to play around and try different things. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. I do want to say that every Thursday night at 9 p.m. EST and 12 midnight EST, the Out Loud radio show uh, broadcasts on communityradio.ca and then follows up. It broadcasts twice in Australia on DRN1 United and The Current Motion, as well as on Saturdays, it's on GSA Radio in South Africa. So that show is an hour of new releases from that week and it's a great way to kind of you know hear what's happening out there in the music world around the 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 globe so you should check that out because that's me too so if you like what i'm doing here that's more of a condensed version that's where i have a producer that's kind of like you know shaking his fist at me and saying speed it up speed it up he's lovely he is lovely all right If you are an artist and you would like to have your music on this podcast or on the radio show, you can submit it by going over to the website, which is curatedbyq.com, and submitting your music. You just click on that little tab that says media, and it'll say music submission. You click there, enter your information, upload your music. I get it. I play it. It's that simple. All right. So as I said, in the next few uh, episodes, we're going to try lots of different things. We're going to be doing lots of different things. and We're going to have lots of artists on and we're going to play lots of music. But in the meantime, I would like to say thank you for joining me on this supersized episode. Thank you to the artists who submitted their music. And thank you to Mr. Patrick Massey once again. And be sure to check out his new music that's coming. My God, Air Supply. Can you believe it? For now, we're going to leave you on the way out with brand new Yanni Blue. This is Every Day, Every Night, the Yanni Mix. And we will see you next time right here on the Out Loud Podcast.
wanna change your life real quick Get you high off the fever till your soul vibrate I just wanna make your mind up Think we could dive a little deeper till the sky rotate I just wanna change your life real quick Get you high off the fever till your soul vibrate I just wanna make your mind up Think we could dive a little deeper till the sky rotate Let me dive in you deeper cause the dyes look great To the sky in between us feel like velcro tape To the top of the building hit your cloud skyscrape Till we both go sleep resurrect post space With a bathroom light hug your frame look break Quit my day job just so we could cut all day In the way God made you reinforce my faith Now the headboard squeak is my favorite beat Like Word. 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 Oh fuck yeah Every day Wanna switch it up real quick, beat it up real quick, circle up, then stick. Every other minute of deduction, seconds off the clock till we pop like balloons at the function. Where you hit my buddy with the suction, since introduction. You blow my mind like eruption, digging in your body like instruction. Round two, on new instructions. I like the view, where you arch your back, gateway St. Lou. And I've been trying to eat it since you walked into the room. I bought my appetite, and a bit, and a spoon. That booty animated like a fucking cartoon. I'm trying to leave it smoking like the Westworld Saloon. Round one was mine, but this next one's for you and the headboard squeaks to my favorite beat like Word. Word. oh fuck yeah every day